It was dark on the docks of the upper bay. A few isolated lamps were lit at the edge of the rundown pier and in front of the red brick buildings on the adjacent property. The smell of the sea, exhaust fumes, and decaying seaweed wafted in from the harbor. As he had promised, the gate was open, and Laura Rabinsky hurried inside, crouching down low between the rusty containers. Myra, she reminded herself. Her name was now Myra Anthony, and her old life was history. After all these years, she had still never gotten used to it. A noise made her flinch. A shadowy figure was hiding beside a pile of pallets. Myra's free hand went to her bag. The stranger in the shadows turned away and shuffled further into the gloomy darkness. Myra heard a muffled clatter and could vaguely make out the edges of the bulging bags in the man's hands. It was just a homeless person, looking for trash along the unsecured areas of the docks that he could use towards cheap booze. Myra relaxed, as much as she could. Noise drifted over to the harbor from the busier parts of Brooklyn. There was still activity there at this hour. Floodlights lingered on the rooftops. The seedy warehouses that Myra was moving between were in an area that was dodgy and unsafe even by day. The cracks in the brittle concrete were filled with weeds. A few sparse containers stood amid the junk and old construction vehicles, which might have been simply parked there, or perhaps were waiting to be transported as scrap. Now at night, everything was deserted, although Myra imagined smugglers and other gangsters lurking behind every corner. But she trusted the man who had asked her to come. She owed him everything and if he wanted to talk to her in this secluded location, he must have a good reason for it. She looked around. Come to the edge of the water, he had said. Myra went to the end of the broad pier. A particularly dilapidated brick building with empty windows stood to her left. In front of it lay the remains of a collapsed metal shack, an even more hazardous mess of metal leading from the pier further out onto the water. The shadows between the supports and structures there were impenetrable. Myra pressed her bag close to her body with her left hand, as her right hand reached inside. Hello? She whispered into the blackness. A sound answered her from the shadows. She stepped back. Is that you? Myra felt a lump in her throat. Yes, it's me, Miss Anthony. The familiar voice calmed her down. What's going on? she asked. Is something wrong? Shh! the man hissed. Come over here. I don't want anyone to listen in. Myra hesitantly stepped closer. Her eyes became accustomed to the darkness, and she saw the outline of the man between the rusty steel beams. A small man, barely larger than herself. What's going on? she asked again. He pulled her into a dark corner under the steel beams. Her jacket grazed the sharp edge of a weathered metal plate. Do you have a weapon with you? He asked. Myra nodded. Yes, she then said aloud, realizing that it was impossible for him to see the gesture. Show me, quickly. Myra fumbled for the pistol in her bag. Even though she had been holding on to the gun for a few minutes, she barely managed to get the weapon out. Why? She stammered. Did they track us down? Oh, God! You promised me you'd take care of everything. That's what I'm doing. Give it to me. 
He took the gun from her hand. A twenty-five, he said. How cute. He pushed back the slide, grunted, and looked in the chamber. The safety is still on. Anyway, there are... Myra began. He abruptly held up the gun and aimed it at her chest. She fell silent. Sorry, he said. I'm ending our working relationship. He pulled the trigger. The shot rang out in the narrow gap between the steel structures, thundered between the high sheet metal walls, and reverberated away into the sky. Myra spun around. Her heart was beating wildly. The man behind her swore. She heard two more shots as she fled from the dark corner, scurrying between the beams, sheet metal, and various structures and around the corner. She had always been afraid of firearms, and today she thanked God that she had only loaded blanks. It was as if she had foreseen that someday someone could use her own weapon against her. The man was gaining on her.